Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. And you are joined this morning by myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me at the desk, we have Nikita again. Nikita, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Now, as I understand it, you didn't have that late of a night last night, but you had quite a long day <laughs> yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Well, what'd you get up to? I actually just moved house. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, that's close. Was it a stressful move or was it? Not particularly. Mm. I had my big brother, Dan, help me out. Oh, sweet. Um, and him, like, as I say, Dan with a man with a van. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Yeah. Um. So got a trailer and we got, managed to actually finish the move in three runs. It was yeah, okay. just a lot of stuff that I had. Yeah, okay, three three rounds. But just, like, have, did you have a big van with lots of space, or is it, like... Kind of, but he also had his work gear in there, since he's a ah, Tyler, too. So okay, it's just like, okay, mm, okay. Well, at least we had the trailer there to help out. Sure. Well. Man, I helped some people move earlier this week, and they had, like, a, a cattle truck. Like, uh, I don't know if you can imagine that, like, a cattle truck full of stuff and oh it wasn't everything. Goodness. I just met them down here in Kurumbong and that they had so much stuff. I was yep. like, is this going to, they, they were downsizing a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this going to fit into their new house? Like it was crazy. Like we were just putting so much stuff, like we were just lifting everything out. But um, yeah, it was like, and, and now we're going back for another load. I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I had some, some stuff to do, some, mm. some work to do and whatnot. And I was like, Hey, good luck fellas. You know, get, yeah. Um, uh, if you need me, <laughs> Call me, you know, I can help unload down here. But yeah, just, man, people have some stuff, eh? You really acquire things, like, when you're living outside. Yeah, home. yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's the way it goes. Well, right now, I'm lucky. I'm, I, I, I've kind of condensed my life down into, like, I live in a dorm room, but I can pack it up and put it all in my car and move somewhere else. Coming up in today's show, we're going to be talking about Israel and Australia and Palestine, seeing some interesting things happening in that space. We're also going to be doing an interview with Jeremy Dixon about all things yummy, awesome, amazing food. And we're going to be getting into a Bible study on the book of Psalms. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You know, guys, it's a Thursday morning. I mean, we should be at our peak then. Oh, well, I don't know. We're kind of crossed humped out. I, I don't really know how that works. Like, when do you perform your best at, at work? Would it be earlier in the week or later in the week? Or Well, Monday is Garfield Day, so you need your lasagna and go to sleep. Okay, yeah. I hate Mondays, <laughs> classic, Garfield. But then do you perform best on Tuesday then? Tuck and the, Tuesday. And then you get worse and worse throughout the week? Like, I'm, I'm a bit confused on how that works. Like... When are you supposed to perform good? Because I'm trying to find out because I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always on that edge, you know. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM and we're going to have our first quiz question for today. Yes. These are our final quiz questions for the week, guys, because we're, we're not going to have a show tomorrow. We're not going to be live at least tomorrow mm. because it is Australia Day. So, Guys, this is your final opportunities, 0491-064-669. What is our first question? First question is, what does not boast? 
parade itself, or get puffed up, according to First Corinthians. Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win the Wisdom of Solomon. It is this epic board game that we've been talking about all week, and it's like you you get into the politics mm. of Israel. I'm actually going to be talking about politics in Israel in my new segment in, in a little bit. <laughs> but you become a governor of Israel, uh, but not now, like thousands of years ago, and build up the state, essentially establish the temple, make sure all the all the different areas and the cities surrounding Jerusalem are uh, looked after and whatnot. It's a really cool game. We want to give it to you absolutely for free. 0491-064-669. Can you get that question for us again, Nikita? Can do. What does not boast... Parade itself or get puffed up, according to First Corinthians. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You're listening to the Breakfast Show, Nikita. You can answer with emoji if you want to. Oh. What? Okay. Oh, we already, got, we already got an answer with an emoji. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's that's yes. that's fine. Hey, look, if you can't type out a a, a word that has at least four letters in it. Then, then send us an emoji zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Nikita, what is happening in the world of positively different news this morning? Oh my days! So apparently, the largest deep sea coral reef to date is actually mapped, and it was found in the U.S. Atlantic coast. Mm. And it's just really beautiful. So they recently did a three D scanning of the ocean floor there because they knew there was a coral reef there, but they actually just found out that the depths of the reef itself ranges from 200 metres to 1,000 metres. Yeah, wow. And it also extends to 499 kilometres long, and at some points here and there, it actually reaches 109 kilometres wide. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a huge place to be. Yeah, that's (laughs) huge. That's massive. It's actually... Larger than the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, yeah, d- that is. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, is this good news or? Is this, I, it's it's good news because it actually is a good habitat for a lot of animals there. Yeah, so. sure. I bet it's not as good as the Great Barrier Reef. Though. Oh. that's me. I'm a pa- I'm a patriot, guys. <laughs> don't 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 go too crazy. But um, but yeah, no, that's this is fantastic. Yeah, in like, uh, this particular reef. Yeah, like uh, reefs are so unique. These coral reefs, um, because not only are they beautiful, but they are just bream like brooming and teeming with animals. Mm. And and like two living things and, yeah. working together in a system, yeah. it's it's just beautiful because, mm. like, to have an image um, mm. of the size of it, it's almost the size of three Yellowstone National Parks. Okay, I'm not I'm not from America, so I don't <laughs> know exactly how big that is, but it sounds pretty big. Like that sounds pretty legitimately big. Yes, it's. It's a little bit mind-boggling, a little bit, because yeah. I remember watching um, documentaries on Yellowstone Park. Yeah. I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> do, what do you want to do there? Do you want to go, like, rock climbing or just hiking? Or? Hiking and seeing nature. Just yeah. the variety of animals that actually live there as well, and mm. just the 
Oh, I just love seasons as well. If mm. there's snow, I'm going to be having my snow angels and hoping that there's nothing hunting me. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's amazing. I, I like. I, have you been to the Great Barrier Reef here in Australia? I haven't. No, dude, it is the place to be. Like, it is actually so good. I went there. I think I was six years old and we went on like a family holiday and we went snorkeling. That's oh, like the thing to do. You yes. Know, you go out, you go snorkeling in the Great Barrier Reef and they put you in these, uh, the jellyfish, you know, suits so that you're like, basically, yeah, you're like covered head to toe, like mm. all your skin's covered. You look like a big blue yeah. alien or something <laughs> and you go and swim around. I have this like, it's like one of my early memories of life. I'm like five or six years old and I'm like swimming with like looking at the coral and the fishes mm. in the Great Barrier Reef. And then there was this massive big fish that was under the boat and Ooh. I saw it and I got freaked out. And then my sister <laughs> thought it'd be funny if she like held me under the water, like next to the fish and, and, and traumatized me, which was, it was fine. Like I have a really good relationship with my sister now. Um, but you know, I, I cry before going to bed when I think, nah, just kidding. Um, but no, really like it's, these these areas are really beautiful too. Uh, do people mm. go out to this particular reef? It does. It didn't actually say. Um, I'm not particularly sure. I had, mm-hmm. wasn't able to do that much research on um, outside of this article itself. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, it just sounds an absolutely wonderful place to go if um, people are actually able to go down there because it is 200 meters down. So. Possibly, mm. but that's probably scuba diving. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's just an absolutely beautiful idea because we're trying to help out nature as well. And yeah. there's a whole situation with the um, coral reef actually being bleached with the different animals and sucking out the life of the coral. Just to be able to find out there's a vibrancy of coral life in the ocean where it is safe for other animals, sharks, swordfish, sea stars and everything like that. It's just really comforting to know that there are places, there are homes for those animals as well. Mm, yeah, absolutely. That That's incredible. And it's uh, amazing to see people putting in those efforts to, to make sure that beautiful pieces of nature mm. are preserved, are looked after and can be enjoyed by by everyone. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm about it. I'm about it. Hey, what else is happening in the news? Well, in Egypt, they actually... Um, are changing up the way that they are watering plants. Instead of mm. having it in the soil, they're doing um, hydroponics. Okay. Do you know what hydroponic is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So for those who don't know, you've got these um, tall plastic kind of building cylindrical blocks yeah. with little side entrances where you're able to put in plants that are already just um, – they've got their roots growing and there's mm. no soil involved at all. And it actually uses just 10% of the water that you Mm. normally would use if it's actually planted in the soil. Mm. So they're trying to figure out during the time where it's a bit difficult to get um, water because there's apparently a shrinkage in using water around the area at the moment. Mm. So they're finding other ways to actually help out with hydroponic gardening mm. instead of actually using the soil and so they can save water so people can actually drink water use the water for showers so on and mm. so forth and day-to-day um yeah lives yeah absolutely so i'm interested we're gonna have to ask rod um because you get a lot of nutrients from the soil so yeah. how much are you, how much nutrients are you losing but not 
using the sword. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's like one of his. When when we we were talking, Rod Rod Bailey, our well, our resident, you know, who we often get on the show to talk about plants and gardens and these kinds of mm. things. Um, in his list of steps in terms of finding a place where you can plant good plants and then have like a beautiful garden where you have amazing, you know, food come from it and veggies come from it. Yeah. Step one was find good soil. He was like the soil guys. It's so important. So I would, I would love to know what's, what's the benefits the the pros and the cons of yeah. hydroponic versus regular garden. Very interesting. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are bringing you the next quiz question in the set of final quiz questions for the week, guys. We are having the draw at eight forty-five today. We're doing it a, a day early because Shelley Day tomorrow. We won't be doing live radio. We'll have you know, Faith FM playing 20, <laughs> twenty-four hours a day, but it we won't have a live breakfast show. So we're doing our draw today. So guys, you got to get in to be able to win our prize. Do you want to give us that yes. next question? Can do. Fill in the blank. Mm. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be blank. Galatians 6.1. Mm, absolutely. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Of course, our prize for this week, the Wisdom of Solomon by, well, I was going to say by, well, it's actually designed by a guy named Philip DeBarry. I don't know if that means much to you, but what does should mean something to you is that it's an awesome, epic game that we want to give to you for free. You're going to be spinning the wheel at 8.45 mm-hmm. and getting it straight to you. But hey, let's go through that question one more time. Yes. Fill in the blank. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be blank. Galatians 6 1. Hey, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text if you know the answer. Listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and I want to talk about something that happened actually over last weekend. I left it for a couple of days because I wanted to, to just see how commentary about it unfolded and, mm. and uh, whether it you know, came to an end. And that was particularly like protesting uh, that was being done here in Australia in Melbourne regarding Israel and Palestine. Now, for those who don't know, which if you don't know, maybe you're living under a rock. It's it's been one of the most talked about global conflicts at the moment. It's very much usurped Russia and Ukraine. Even though we had Russia and Ukraine news this morning, mm. uh, very much usurped that. It's the, the conflict between Israel and Palestine has, well, everyone has been viewing and observing and seeing since late last year, you know, when uh, there was an attack from Hamas uh, against the Israeli state. Now there's just, you know, co- very much conflict happening over there. Yeah. People dying. And then there's stories coming through every single day of mm. these people die, these, these, you know, these, well, and then even stories of prisoners being released and there's some, some movements towards peace, other movements away from peace. Uh, it is a very, very storied conflict. It's kind of been bubbling up to the surface for years and years and years now. And now mm. finally, um, yeah, it, it's it's happening and it's going down. And and one common response that we have seen around the world is protesting. Mm. Protesting. But I, and 
I will claim to know something about protesting because I am a Protestant. Um, I come <laughs> from a denomination that is very much in the business of mm. protesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and so seeing protesting, and, and basically the Protestant movement was, I, I believe, one of the most successful movements of protest in the history of our world, you know, because it has sparked an entire uh, religious, you know, group of religious denominations that uh, don't hold the majority in the Christian world, but hold a a strong and fortified position uh, that is higher and above the the organization mm. that it was protesting against, which is the Catholic Church. But by yeah. that, I mean there there is you know places around the world where Protestants are persecuted yeah um but yeah there it is it is strong and established it's not fizzled out it's not like for example uh one of the big protests at the end of the the 2000s the beginning of 2010s you have stuff like occupy wall street and that was like mm. a protest movement that he that kind of came and went and the and the the person who who started the protest themselves the founder of that organization actually would go on to say oh yeah occupy wall street was a failure and it didn't really do it get anything done <laughs> protestant movement has very much not been a failure so so yes Protestantism, protesting. We now look to the protests happening around Israel and Palestine. And there was a story that unfolded in Melbourne over this last weekend where 10 people were arrested and police used some pepper spray and whatnot against protesters who were blocking the entrance to a dock. Uh, And that dock, the reason they were blocking entrance to the web dock in Melbourne is because uh, it was, they were preventing uh, an Israeli owned shipping company. ZIM or Zim uh, mm. from being able to unload uh and and basically they stopped 30,000 containers for, I think it was like four ships or something 30 30,000 containers from being unloaded in this particular dock and I I read the details of this story and I, I've just seen a number of different things happening around the world in regards to protesting mm. and uh and especially, like, uh, you know, we, we've seen a lot of interruption. This is, mm. this is the way they're going about it. They're protest by interruption. Yeah. And you know, I look at a company like Zim, for example, and, and I guess their ideal is, okay, if we, can, if we can cause some level of interruption here, well, then legislative changes can take place. Mm. The interesting thing is that Australia has already committed and has been committed for a long time to a two-party solution, uh, a two-state solution for the Israel-Palestine conflict. Now, I guess in the mind of Palestinians, it would be like, oh, what if we just do a one-state solution? And that is that mm. one state is Palestine. And for in, in the mind of Israel, and I'm saying some Palestinians, some Israelis, like maybe it's not all of them, but potentially a lot of them, you know, <laughs> going going either way. It's like, yes, let's, let's just do, let's pick a side, pick a side. But like Australia being a country that's diplomatic, they're like, okay, we, we're going to, we support, you know, not conflict in this space, but rather peace. Yeah. We, su- we support peace. We don't want this conflict to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's where the Australian government is. So I'm like, okay, they can't be test- protesting against the Australian government. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they are, but if they are, then they shouldn't be. So then it's like, okay, against this particular country. Now, ZIM or ZIM, uh, yes, it, it, in the, in the 20, well, in the early 2000s, it was, it was bought out by the Israeli corporation. It was 49% yeah. owned by the Israeli co- corporation. By the early 2010s, it was majority owned by the Israeli corporation mm-hmm. until it was restructured and it was still private, but like, um, it was th- only 32% owned by the Israeli corporation and then the rest of it owned by foreign investors. And now okay. it's publicly traded. 
It's yeah. a publicly traded company. So mm. obviously the Israeli corporation has shares in it, but the Israeli corpor- uh, corporation, which is like Israel's number one investment firm yeah. and fund, um, has shares in everything. Like mm. it has shares in all kinds of international companies. One of them is there. Israeli is is an Israeli based shipping company. Yeah, and I I just like I look at this type of protesting, whether it's blocking freeways or stopping companies from bringing ships into mm. Australia, whatever. Like I don't know. I cannot conceive of a way in which this type of protesting is successful. Yeah, I'm not even talking about whether I am sympathetic to the movement of, you know, Palestinian freedom or not. Like mm. that let's let's put that aside for yeah. a second. But being a public nuisance internationally yes. and and preventing uh, there was one video that came up the other day that I saw in uh, it was from New York and this guy he's like driving he, he, well there was a there was a blockade uh, mm. uh, that was blocking like a freeway and this guy gets out of his car and he's like I need to go home. Like I have a child waiting at home. His mother is about to do her shift to the hospital. Yeah. Like, I need to go and look after my kid. And they're like, no, nah, we're making a political, this is a political protest. Mm-hmm. You can't get on the freeway. And he ends up getting in his car and just like driving through. And you can hear shouts from like the crowd. They're like, someone jump in front of his car and get hit so we can sue him. And like, I'm Gee. just, I just don't know. No. I do not know how this type of protesting is successful. Because, again, I reflect on the Protestant movement mm. and, and the, pro- the movements of the, 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 the Protestant, the protesting that they did, and they very much declared their, their separation from, you know, he starts with Martin mm. Luther, he puts up the, 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 the thesis and whatnot. They're, they were upset with what the Catholic Church was doing, and they won people to the support of their message, not by... This like like interrupting of business or interrupting of of government or doing this or yeah. doing that, but by preaching and by drawing murals and on mm. all of these things, it was like because and their message was so powerful that people were won over. They were very they, everyone became sympathetic to the plight of Protestants and just Definitely. you know the 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 church going astray. And obviously, Protestants still receive persecution. Not everyone like, but. It, it was a movement that has stood the test of time mm. uh, because people actually got on board and, 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 and like the public was like one over. I don't know how this wins anyone over. Hey, give us your thoughts. 0491-064-669. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And Nikita, get us our next quiz question. Yes, can do. In the wilderness, God instructed that the garments of the children of Israel should have a border of what color? Red, white, blue, or black? Mm. I'll repeat that again, though. Multiple choice here. Yes. In the wilderness, God instructed that the garments of the children of Israel should have a border of what color? Red, white, blue, Mm. or black? Absolutely. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. Very, very, uh, very you know, fashionable question here. Uh, hey, 0491-064-669 again is that number where you can give us a text, answer the question. If you have a correct answer, you'll be put into the draw and that draw will be spun at 845 
today. So you want to get in. And not 8, 8.45 p.m. We're not, we're not, <laughs> not going to be here on here that late. No, it's it's it just uh, just in now is time. So again, 0491-064-669. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. And right now, we're going to be talking about the most important meal of the day with Jeremy Dixon. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Hello. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy, happy New, New Year. year. Oi, what did you get up to over the New Year? Well, I visited my family in Christchurch, which is on the uh, the bottom island of New Zealand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I've actually moving house the last couple of weeks. We're going to oh. the rural, so heading out, heading out, and becoming a country boy. Oh, Ooh. dude, epic stuff! That's dude. I could imagine <laughs> that you, when you say like visiting family, one I'm imagining like Christmas and New Year's and whatnot, mm. and, and man, this spreads at those events. Knowing you, Jeremy, <laughs> knowing your cookbooks, like I, I can see it in my mind's eye. Just the the uh, the the beautiful food that's all there. But hey, so you're you're moving out into the country. What 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 motivated that that move? I always wanted to go a bit rural. We were kind of in the middle of the city, kind of. So mm. we just decided the boys wanted to eat out and have a bit more, a bit more green space and trees yeah. and uh, birds, that kind of thing, and a veggie garden. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of been a bit of a change. We're still about um, fifty minutes from the cafe, so mm. off peak. So it's actually not too far to go and uh, to the cafe. Yeah, um, yeah. it was great. Nice. For sure, and especially like moving rural in beautiful New Zealand mm. as well. You know what? I I usually make fun of New Zealanders. I've kind of turned around this week a little bit. I've, I've seen you know you guys have. We a beautiful... make fun of you guys too, just quietly. Yeah, that's right. I know, I know that. But hey, you guys have a beautiful country and a beautiful national anthem and people there who cook good food. So like you're ticking a, ticking a lot of boxes. All right, Jeremy, Thanks we're going to be talking about breakfast this morning. Yes. Yes, obviously a new year, and um, one of the key key things I, I'm a big believer in is you know how you start your day. Um, in every respect, is just so important. It just makes such a uh, fundamental change to your life. Um, you know, number one, you know, getting to bed early, getting to getting up early, having like a, a worship or a devotional time, um, having good breakfast, having a drink of water, setting your goals for the day. If you can have that little bit of discipline at the beginning of the day and have a really good breakfast, you know, your day will go exponentially better than if you kind of wow. wake up late, you know, fill yourself with coffee and a donut, um, out of control. You know, you can just, <laughs> the, the, the two differences in your life will just be different. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so, so, so I suppose I want to focus on breakfast and that the food side of things. There's a few things you can do um, that are plant-based and super cheap and easy and will just feed your body and you won't kind of feel hungry as you get through the morning. You won't be tempted to snack on something from the snack mm. machine at you know mm. at morning tea time. Um, so if you know if you can set your body up well, you'll have energy and vitality, and your brain will think. And it, it's just life transformational. So um, so cheap, easy, plant based, tasty leaves you not feeling hungry but satisfied like this is this is some marketing genius right here like i'm 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 sold on what you're about to say already mm-hmm. uh let's let's hear it how what kind of meals are we should we be making in the morning um so that we are yes. literally living our best lives so so one of the, the, good, the good things is, is just making your own muesli mm. it is so easy and you will save it's probably going to be a quarter of the price of what you're paying on the shelf for the, the muesli that are just full of sugar in the supermarket. Um, so I'll give you an example muesli recipe, and this is just so flexible. But once you've made what, what I challenge everyone to do is make one muesli recipe. Perhaps this one here I'm going to give you now. 
and, and make it yourself, get in the oven and make it, and then just customize it, make it your own. Because once you've made it once, you go, wow, it was just so easy. Mm. Um, all you have to do is, you know, once every couple of weeks, you can probably make three weeks worth on a Sunday night, just make a big batch of muesli, and that's going to last you probably three, maybe four weeks, depending on how much you eat. Wow. Um, and it's so cheap, so easy. Um, so I'll, I'll give you my one of my favorite. We've got, we've got probably about 12 muesli we sell at the cafes. Um, but one of the one of my favourite ones, and then and, and their top seller um, that we sell online is crunchy pecan and cranberry toasted muesli. Mm. And obviously, obviously, it's got uh, yeah, and obviously it's got cranberries and almonds and, and pecans, which can be a little bit expensive, but you can easily substitute them for other nuts or anything if you want. So these recipes are just so variable. Mm. Um, so all you do is you get a big bowl, you mix up four cups of um, rolled oats. And you can either use the whole grain or the little ones. doesn't matter. They're just because of different textures. So four cups of rolled oats, one cup of long threaded coconut, um, a cup of sliced almonds, a cup of pecan pieces, half a cup of oil, half a cup of maple syrup or your other favorite sweetener, half a cup of hot water. So you kind of just mix that round to kind of coat all the oats. Mm-hmm. You throw it on some, uh, a baking tray with some baking paper. And the baking paper is obviously just so it makes cleanup easier, but you don't have to have it. So basically throw it on a baking tray in the oven for about 30 minutes um, at 150 degrees Celsius. You pull it out, let it cool, and then you mix in half a cup of raisins and half a cup of dried cranberries, um, and you mix that around, put it in your containers, and that'll probably make about um, probably about two or three weeks worth of um, music, depending on how fast you eat. And it is so easy. You obviously have to wait a few minutes for it to cook, but you can do other things. But once you've done that, that is just so easy. And it's the most tastiest muesli. And it, it, oats have got a really good, you know, lasting um, glycemic index. So it lasts a lot, a lot to long when you eat it. Mm. And it's delicious, healthy, and great. I... I do not like muesli. I just want to say that. I just want to put that out there. But that <laughs> sounds good. It sounds good. Like I and that that's a historical thing for me. That's been like a, yeah. a, a, that's a message that I've preached. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> but like that's no, I'm, not, I'm not anti-muesli. But I'm just like personally. I I've, feel like you. Are. I, like I've never <laughs> I've never liked muesli. But that sounds good and it sounds easy. And then you also threw in a word there that like pricked up my little ears and he said cheap and and i was like oh okay okay all right um and it sounds tasty as well like when you're mm. mixing all those different things into it as well I, i'm 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 yeah jeremy well the this this segment will be saved on our podcast so people can head back to it to get that recipe down yes. and it's something that I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get some muesli ingredients i'm gonna head over Head over to uh, to my local uh, supermarket, get some muesli ingredients, and I'll I'll get into it. I'll give you a report. About, <laughs> you know, how I do. Um, and this is, these are all from my cookbook number eight. So if you want to mm. get the book and do the recipes, but also this other, and I won't um, go through every every twelve of my amazing muesli recipes right now because um, you've probably got other things for the next hour to do. Mm. But um, you can add <laughs> another ingredient. One of my favourite ingredients is you can get um, hemo flakes, puffed millet, wow. um, puffed buckwheat. So if you want, mm. some people find it quite heavy. So if you want to add some puffed things in as well, instead of take half the oats in and put some mm. puffed millet or okay. oats, buckwheat or things in, um, that kind of lightens them up a little bit, um, which makes some people like a bit more of a lighter muesli. So that's just another mm. trick. So there's lots of things you can do. Mm, absolutely. Um, it seems like a bit of a blank canvas. Like you just, you know, it's, it's there yeah. and you just go any direction with it, really. Yeah, but start with one. And that's one I recommend, which is in my cookbook uh, number eight, 
which is the um, the pecan and cranberry toasted muesli. Um, probably a good starting point one, and there's some other recipes in there as well. So if you also go, go to my website, revive.co.nz, and look at the 12 mueslis we've got and look at the ingredients, and you can kind of get a bit of inspiration from this. We, we do chocolate ones with cacao. We do some do some gluten-free ones where we don't use oats, and we use kind of nuts and, oh, and other yes. things instead. So there's there's lots of different ways you can um, can, can cut muesli. Mm. Hey, actually, we've just got a question coming through here, and this is uh, this is regarding breakfast as well. It's here from, from Laws. It says, does he have any recipes for shakes to have on the go? Shakes on the go? I do. I've got lots of smoothie recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've, I've actually thought I shall skip to my next one, which is actually slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've changed my order here, if that's okay. So that's basically fine. one thing that's really cool is if you, there's lots of shakes you can have on the go. And generally, a good smoothie is just um, starting point is bananas, and again, using frozen bananas gives an amazing texture. So pre-freeze your bananas, chop mm-hmm. them up, and uh, they, or you can just use normal bananas. Frozen berries in your freezer is amazing as well. Um, and, and to add some extra protein, you can put in some, you know, so there's, there's some great, you know, chickpea vegan protein powders. Um, you mm-hmm. can throw in, um, what else can you put in? Um, yeah, there's, 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 you've got nuts. Nuts is really good as well, some mm-hmm. cashew butter. Um, or one one really cool ingredient to put in smoothies, which you probably think is avocado. Mm. So throw half an avocado in the next smoothie. So that makes a really nice smoothie. You can throw oats in your smoothie as well, nuts and seeds. So um, you can kind of make them more berry based. You can kind of make them more kind of chocolatey based. Throw some cacao powder in. So um, yeah, the world your your oyster. One thing I love is smoothie bowls. Oh, and what you yes. do is you make a, make a smoothie, throw it in your bowl, and then you decorate it with like just um, you know a dob of cashew butter, throw some sunflower seeds over, a little bit of um, healthy jam, um, some extra berries, some mm. fresh strawberries or something. So that's a really good way. Drizzle of um, you know um, maple syrup or something. That's a really nice way to have a, a smoothie, but kind of just with a bit more interest. Oh, absolute. Dude, this sounds so good. Making me hungry. Actually making us hungry here in the studio. Hey, and shout out to, to Food Pharmacy as well here in Newcastle. Mm. I know they have adopted a lot of, actually, your recipes from the Revive Cafe um, and, and and put them into, yeah, and it's it's been, uh, like, those that have fantastic smoothie bowls there. Um, okay, this is great. Okay. So smoothies, you can either as on the go, or you can chuck chuck it in a bowl. That sounds so yum. What was the other one you were going to get to? What was the other recipe? You okay, so next one, next one also to go to the muesli. And one thing I've probably expanded before, but I just want to just keep hammering with it is make your own plant based milks. Um, and go to the mueslis or or whatever you want, or for smoothies. Mm-hmm. But again, blender two tablespoons of cashew butter, a liter of water, blend it up for about a minute so it's really super smooth. And you've got your own plant-based milk, probably a fifth the price of what we'd be paying in the supermarket for the tetra containers. So again, yep. you're going to save thousands of dollars a year if you make your own cashew milks or almond milk. Mm. Um, you can add a little bit of sweetener like date syrup or maple syrup or put a pinch of salt just to kind of get the flavor thing. But, you know, blend it up, put it in the fridge. You can, it'll probably last about three or four or five days in the fridge. So put them in some bottles and you can, you'll save thousands a year as well. And plus, you're having all those gums and stabilizers and preservatives and all those other things they put in all those milks. Oh, that sounds so good. Actually, Jeremy, just got a text coming through from Suzanne. She says, note to self, do not listen to Jeremy while fasting. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, sorry, Suzanne, uh, but you know what? When you break your fast, it's going to be all the more good because you can make some really healthy, 
tasty, healthy, amazing food. So really exciting stuff. <laughs> hey, you've got about a minute and a half left, Jeremy. Do you want to leave us with, with anything else? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I could talk all day on breakfast, but uh, mm. one thing that's really cool to make is making your own spreads. So, obviously, a lot of the spreads you find in supermarkets, like jams and marmalades, et cetera, are just loaded with sugar. If you don't mm. even made jam, you're like, you're putting in literally cups and cups of sugar into the stuff. So, um, I've got a, a real cool recipe for a chia orange marmalade. And chia seeds, um, as I think you guys could call them happy seeds, um, are amazing for your brain, but they swell up and make a really cool jam texture. Mm. So to make an, a clear orange marmalade, and I'll give you a quick version because I've probably got about 33 seconds left, uh-huh. is basically you just take, um, basically in a bowl, you get some, some orange the orange and lemon juice, um, peel off some of the peel on the outside, um, put in water, um, put in a um, can of crushed pineapple, mm. um, and then add six tablespoons of um, chia seeds, and you mix that up, put it in the fridge, and in about probably an hour, it thickens up into a really nice jam texture. Okay. So it's a really good way of making your own jams with chia seeds, and you get that amazing brain benefit as well. And you can do the same with blueberry jams or any other fruit you can do. You can make a chia, chia jam or spread. So that's just another cool breakfast thing to have on your, on your toast or waffles. Oh, yum, dude. Oh, all of this information's got to be in our podcast. So for those listening, check back there. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining Jeremy, us this Jeremy, are all morning. of these coming from book eight? Uh, all those ones, yes. All those ones today were from cookbook number eight, which I think from the hopebooks.com in Australia. So they, they can uh, send them out to you. So, um, yeah, they're great. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.